God for earthly porters. Well, thank God for our heavenly porter. Get rid of all that baggage. Refuse to worry. The 11th commandment says, thou shalt not sweat it. We will not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall we cease from yielding fruit. Now notice with me that both of these men had the opportunity to prosper. Both received based on their trust. One had his trust in man. The other had his trust in God. Amen. Those who operate and live by faith and walk by faith and not by sight will seize all that God has for them. Amen. Amen? Now, I want to talk to you a little while today, not a long while, but just a little while. I want to talk to you about fulfillment. Everyone say fulfillment. Fulfillment. Now, here's what the word fulfillment means. The word fulfillment means the act of consummating something promised or decreed, something spoken as a future event by someone, I love this, with Impeccable integrity. Consummation. Consummation. Fulfillment. It means to finish, to complete, or to bring to perfection. I love that. I believe that God wants to fulfill promises that he's made to you. That God desires to fulfill every promise in his word that belongs to you. And I love this. The word consummation means the result of all necessary conditions being in place or everything in order. Did you know that there is an order to the Christian walk? The order to the Christian walk is to walk in the spirit. And if you will, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The order of the Christian is to walk by faith and not by sight. And when we're walking in faith and not by sight, we're also walking in love. For faith then will begin to work by love. And so we can then expect the consummation, the fulfillment of all that God has said in his word. Hallelujah. Because we're in position. Why? Because we're ordering our conversation And we're ordering our lifestyle aright. We're not here living for ourselves. We're here living for God. Can you say amen? Amen. Listen, friends, if God said it, if God said it, it's so. It's so whether we believe it or not. But you, God, I just have the privilege of believing it. So say it with me. Since God said it, I believe it. And so shall it be in my life. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? He is a God of impeccable integrity. One of the first things that I got a hold of as a new Christian was the integrity of God's word. I found out that God and his word are one. And since God said it, I could bank on it. Now, man isn't like that. Therefore, we don't want to trust in man. Our trust 
is in God. Amen? So we understand that fulfillment sometimes takes time. If you look in the scriptures, you will see the prophets talking about the coming Messiah. And they prophesied about him coming for years. Look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5 in the Amplified. Everyone say fulfillment. Fulfillment. It says, but when the proper time had fully come. That's fulfillment. God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. Listen to this. To purchase freedom, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law. That you and I might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us. Oh, we are God's sons. We're the children of God. But notice with me, it was prophesied for years, but then there was a fullness of time. There was a proper time. We could say it this way, due season always comes. Hallelujah. How many of you are due? (laughs) Woo, glory to God, due season's coming. You know, I think about Isaiah, this is a great example. Isaiah, the prophet, saw some things about the atonement, the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus. If Isaiah was given to song, he would have sang it like this. But he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. Surely he bore, come on somebody help me, my sorrow and by his stripes I am healed. Isaiah saw that. He didn't necessarily sing it, but he saw it. He saw it. How did he see it? He saw it in the spirit. He saw a future event and prophesied. Surely, he has. And now turn to Matthew eight seventeen. Now notice with me, the manifestation, the consummation, the word then was made flesh and dwelt among us. In Matthew eight seventeen, if I'm quoting it properly, and I should be able to do it after thirty five years of being a Christian. That it might be fulfilled. Everyone say fulfilled. That which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. What does it say? Himself took our infirmities. And what did he do? He bare our sickness. If God said it, it will be fulfilled. You and I you know what? It is so awesome to be alive in 2012. Aren't you glad you're still breathing? Now, a lot of the prophecies have already come to pass in the Word, but did you know that there is a bunch of them that are yet to come to pass? Did you know that the greatest prophecy yet to come to pass is the catching away of the church? The second coming of Christ? The rapture of the church where we will all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. I mean, we might be here at Heart of the Bay on a Sunday morning just worshiping God. Caught up in worship. Caught up in worship. And then in a twinkling of an eye, be joining in with the heavenly choir. 
Oh, I want to run. I want to shout. I want to give God some praise for that. Woo! Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Oh, I said now soon and very soon. Can't you just be a little bit more quiet? No, I'm too excited about being alive in this day. But I'm not just waiting for the catching away. We are in the dispensation of grace. We are in the last of the last days where signs, wonderful miracles, souls will be saved. I'm telling you what, this nation shall call upon the name of the Lord. I believe it. I believe it. And I believe that your best days are ahead of you. I believe that Heart of the Bay's best days are ahead of us. He's saving the very best of the best for the last. I'm prophesying heavy fog in every one of you. I mean, you got so much favor, you just don't know what to do with all of it. You just got so much, you just got to give it away. Hallelujah. (laughs) You just got to give it away. It's like fire shut up in your bones. You just got to tell it. You just got to lay hands on somebody. You just got to give it. You just got to sow it. Fire. (laughs) Shut up in my bones. It's just like fire. I'm happy today. Heavy fog all over you guys. God let the dew of heaven. Fall upon every thirsty soul. Let fresh oil fall upon your people. May chronic conditions be dissolved by the anointing. May our sons and daughters that have wandered and are out there outside, may they come in. Fulfillment. Since God said it, it is so. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall be his word that goes forth out of his mouth. It's not going to return void. But it will accomplish that which he pleases. The Father takes great pleasure in giving you the kingdom. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Jeremiah one twelve in the Amplified says it this way. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active. I'm so glad that the God that loves us doesn't slumber or sleep. You know when the prophet Elijah called fire down from heaven? He kind of mocked the prophets of Baal. Because they tried to call fire down and nothing happened. And they said, maybe your God is pursuing. Maybe your God is asleep. You know, I don't know what pursuing means. Someone said maybe he's, you know, going to the bathroom or something. But I'm telling you, the devil's bunch is defeated. God said, I'm alive. I'm active. I'm watching over my word to perform it. How many of you have ever been to a great promise keepers convention? Man, what a move of God that was. 
Well, I'm here to tell you that God is the great promise keeper. And my father said to you and to me, he says, my covenant, I'm not going to break it. He says, I'm not going to change what I've said I'll do. I'm not going to alter the things that have gone forth out of my lips. One of the glorious, best things that God ever said to Noah and to his descendants after this great flood, he spoke to them and he said, you know what? This earth will never, ever be destroyed by a flood ever again. And he said some things that I'm going to establish my covenant with you. And no flesh shall ever be cut off again in that manner. And then he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a bow or a rainbow in the sky. And that rainbow is going to be a token between me and the earth. Oh, man. Hawaii is known as the rainbow state. You can be in Hawaii on an afternoon and sitting on the beach and have a little rain. And then all of a sudden there'd be this huge, beautiful rainbow. Anybody ever seen a beautiful rainbow? You can see rainbows in the Bay Area. And of course, they're beautiful and we really enjoy them because it's part of God. But what we should be reminded of when we see that great bow in the sky, that great rainbow is the covenant of God. Because just as Noah had a covenant with God, you and I have a covenant with God. And I want you to track this with me in Isaiah 54. If you just take some time with me this morning, look at Isaiah chapter 44, and I want to look at 54, verse 9. Everyone say, it shall be fulfilled. Isaiah 54, verse 9 says this. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. The first thing I see there is we have a covenant with God, and God is not mad at us. Keith Hershey said something very powerful last week, and I was at his missions convention. He says, God is not mad at us at you. He's mad about you. Do you like that? But that isn't the picture that religion paints. But the picture that covenant uh, paints is a picture of his kindness and his love. He said in verse 10, for the mountains surely will depart. The hills shall be removed. Listen to this. But my kindness shall not ever leave you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace, which is shalom, be removed, says God, that has mercy on thee. So we see here that God is the great promise keeper. Just like he did with Noah. He's saying to you and to me that I am mad about you. My kindness is all over you. And in verse 17, he says, because of this covenant... And because you are established in your right standing with me, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. That's good news. You know, weapons aren't always natural weapons. Weapons can be spiritual weapons. See, the weapons of our warfare are much greater than the weapons that Satan has. 
As a matter of fact, he's limited in his warfare against us. But we are unlimited in our warfare against him. Why? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They don't originate in the flesh. But they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Oh, that's good news. And so part of your covenant, just as surely as there shall never ever be a flood that will overtake this earth again, just as surely as that, no weapon formed against you will prosper. What does that mean? Simply means nothing can take you down. Nothing can take you out if you will stand on your covenant. Amen? I got a question for you. What promises then are you standing on? Pastor Tom and the group has just learned a beautiful new song. We sang it today. Standing on the promises. Is that what we're doing? We could just as easily say we're standing on our covenant with God. But the question I have for you is what is it that God has spoken to you? Amen? What is it that God has spoken to you in his word? What is it that God has spoken to you in your spirit by his spirit? You know, in the weeks ahead, we're going to get into some things that will help you to identify the dreams that truly come from God. And there's about seven things that we're going to talk about to be able to identify whether or not your dreams are from God. But I believe this, that every person that is born again has a God-breathed, God-given dream from the greatest visionary of the universe, God Almighty. Now notice with me. I want to I work with this. Will you give me a few more minutes today? Give me, give me just a little bit more time. We're talking about Fulfillment. It's very interesting, you know, this time of year. There are different preachers that get different things for the year. And I thought about that yesterday. And I thought, you know what? That's interesting because everyone has a part. And what you get from the Lord, when it's added to what I get from the Lord... And then when another person gets something from the Lord, it's like a part. Oh, but when all those parts come together, oh my goodness, there's there's not any really way to describe it. One preacher is preaching this message everywhere he goes. It's called the year of fulfillment. Everyone say 2012. The year of fulfillment. Okay, the year of opportunities, the year of surprises, all these things, the year of favor. Woo! I'm going to do like one of our sister did back in the old bin. I'm fixing to run outside and then come back. Are you here? Marine, yeah. We got a foyer out there now. But how many of you remember the old building, 2045 Old Royal Ave? Remember that? Big old sanctuary. I mean, she'd get excited and she would just flat run and run out of territory, open the door and just run outside. And then just come back. That's how I'm feeling today. I may just run, do a couple laps and come on back. 
Now listen to this. Fulfillment. The act of consummating something, such as a promise, a desire, or a goal. Acquirement. These are synonyms of the word fulfillment. Attainment. Everyone say attainment. Attainment. I love this one. Completion. Realization. You can repeat it. It also means to bring about. To bring about. And this is just absolutely wonderful. This definition, a synonym for fulfillment, simply the word done. Done. It's like our little granddaughter. You know, when we feed her and she gets done, she says, done. But fulfillment means attainment, acquirement, done. And also it means manifestation. Everyone say manifestation. It also means things coming to pass. Oh, thank God for things coming to pass. You know, God's not mocked. And whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we will certainly reap in due season. Now notice, one of the conditions of consummation is if we faint not. Or remaining strong every day of our lives. Now let's just work with this just for a few more moments today. Let's look at this word done in the scriptures. Everyone say done. Done. I like what Jesus said, it is finished, it is done. Psalm 33, 9, for example, it says, For he spoke... And it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. All right. Are you still here? Psalm 52 now, verse 9. I want you to see these with your eyes. Psalms 52, verse 9. I will praise thee forever because you've done it. I will praise you forever because you've done it. And I'm going to wait on your name for it is good before your saints. All right, then go over to Psalm 126, verse 2. Psalm 126, verse 2. How many of you know God wants you to have some joy? I believe we're going to see so many things consummated this year that we'll just have a lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. They got out of Babylonian captivity, which is a type of you've been brought out of darkness into light, right? Let's read this together. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things. So what is this saying? That even... People in the world will recognize what God has done. What God has done. Now I want to look at this from the message translation. In verse 1 it says this. Well verse, yeah. It seemed like a dream too good to be true when God returned Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the town. 
And they said, God's been wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We're one happy people. Verse 4, and now God, do it again. (laughs) Bring the rain on our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts, they're going to come home laughing with armloads of blessing. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. So here's what happens when you and I really, really get a glimpse of the integrity of God's Word. Remember our first definition of fulfillment? How many of you remember it? I don't. i got to read it. <laughs> the act of consummating something promised, decreed, or spoken as a future event by someone with impeccable integrity. Someone with impeccable integrity. I mean, as, as wonderful as my father was, my earthly father, my heavenly father is way out beyond him. Come on. You think about the person that you trust the most on this earth. I mean, it might be your husband. It might be your wife. My wife and I have a bond. I trust her with every fiber of my being. She trusts me with every fiber of our being. Listen, what God has joined together with Mark and Brenda Thomas, no devil in hell is going to put us under. No slick-talking dude. Not, not, not Brenda. No short-skirted hussy. All syrupy up in here. No. I got a covenant with my wife. A covenant. It's sealed. Amen. I trust her. She trusts me. If you have someone like that that you can trust in the natural, how much more should we be able to trust in God? Listen. I don't have all day to preach this. But here's what happens, and this is where we're going to take off next week. I've got a lot of really good food for you. So don't miss any particular Sunday that you possibly can. Don't miss it. Because, you know, in February, we're going to have a Declaration Sunday. And I'm going to ask you next week to write down what your three highest expectations are for 2012. And if you have no expectation, you need to pray. But you see, when we get the revelation of fulfillment, when we really trust God's word and know that he watches over his word to perform it, here's the next thing that we'll talk about, and that is expectancy. Expectancy. 
creates for you and I a winning attitude. Expect God to act on your behalf. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you need healing in your body, stand up right now. Stand up right now. If you need healing in your body, stand up right now. I'm going to ask our prayer room workers, I'm going to ask you to go and to pray for them right where they stand. I'm going to ask our pastoral staff to go pray right where they stand. In the name of Jesus, Miss Birdie, if you would pray for her. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The master and your wife, will you go pray for this person over there? In the name of Jesus. All of our prayer room teams, all of our prayer workers, right now, in the name of Jesus. We're going to wait until somebody is there to pray with you. Glory to God. Brother Jimmy, come on and go pray with somebody that's standing that doesn't have someone next to him. Everyone say, in the name above every name. In the name of Jesus. We rebuke sickness and disease. We come against all manner of sickness and disease. Go ahead, Alan, put your hands right on these guys right here. All manner of sickness and disease in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke it now. We declare right now your health Bert, come on down here. Your health and your healing springing forth speedily. Bert Mentoya, come on down. Hallelujah. Someone get Bert's attention. I want to pray for Bert. Oh, Come on over here, Bert. Come on down. Everyone stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Everyone proclaim his name. Everyone say Jesus three times. Jesus, Jesus. You remember that old song, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Let's sing that song together. There's just something about that name. Oh, Rabashai. Hallelujah. Bert, Pastor Nancy and I, Pastor Kimberly and Pastor Brenda set ourselves in agreement with you. Just let the anointing Go into his body right now. Sing it with me. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master. Savior. Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Go ahead, Pastor Tom, help us out. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth. 